You are listening to the God-Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my very first podcast. Wow, guys, I am so honored and thankful that you've decided to listen in. I just pray that God touches you and that he inspires you. I would be lying if I said that I was not nervous, that I wasn't a little anxious, maybe even a little scared, but you know, I'm doing what I feel that God has asked me to do. And my desire is that every single person listening would feel a little closer to the Lord, would hear his voice through me, would hear the Holy Spirit prompting you, um, that you are just closer to the Lord because you listen to the podcast. Uh, It's not about Rebecca. It's not the Rebecca show. It's just me being a vessel and sharing with you what I feel God is giving me so that I can inspire you to be what God's called and formed and made you to be. So um, in this first podcast, I'm going to talk about that. Like there are giftings and um, spiritual insights that you guys have that the world needs. He has made you and formed you with a plan, with a purpose, and he wants to co-labor with you. He wants to work through you to touch the world. And I'm going to tell you, it's not all about the pastors and the worship leaders and those who are in the public eye. I'm going to show you in the Old Testament that there were people, that there were literally women in a sewing circle that God gifted for them to bring glory and to use their giftings for his purpose. No matter where you are, no matter what your talents and your giftings and abilities are, they are from the Lord and he wants you to bring those things to him and use them for him. And um, I'm just going to kind of dive in. I'm going to go into the Old Testament a little bit, and then we're going to go into the New Testament. I will tell you this, we are living in the New Testament. We're like the continuation of the New Testament, meaning uh, the New Testament is when Jesus comes, he dies, he's buried, he resurrects, he ascends into heaven, and now it is our job to go and tell the world of Jesus Christ, who is our Savior, and there are giftings that he's given to us, and he's equipped us with tools and um, our minds, maybe a skill, our intelligence, wisdom. There are so many things that he has gifted us with that we can enhance the body of Christ, that we can uh, love on each other and, you know, draw more people into the body of Christ. And I want you to know you are part of that plan. You are part of his plan. All right, let me go back into the Old Testament because the Old Testament foreshadows what God wanted to do in the New Testament, and that is building his church, a place for him to dwell. Um, in the Old Testament, we see the uh, Israelites, and the Israelites were God's children, and they were in bondage to the Egyptians. They were slaves to the Egyptians. The Egyptians gave them food, gave them water, gave them a place to live, gave them um, their livelihood. They were slaves there, but all of their physical needs were met in their slavery. So jumping out of the boat, when God, you know, heard their prayer, I mean, they're praying like, release us. God hears the prayer and says, I want to take you to the promised land. 
And I think that their idea is probably a lot like ours. We want that have it your way immediately, you know, like the drive-in, the drive-through and say, I need it. And if we have to wait more than five minutes, we get, you know, a little bit, you know, (laughs) impatient, maybe angry, flustered. And I think that the children of Israel were the same way that, um, that they're like, okay, God, we asked to be freed. Now we want our comfort met immediately. And that's not what happened. God took them from Egypt and they, they go through, you've probably, um, whether you know the Old Testament or maybe you've seen the movie, um, but when Moses raises the staff, they cross the Red Sea and they literally go and live in a desert. And even before they crossed the Red Sea, they started grumbling and complaining the night before um, they that Moses um, raises the staff, splits the sea, and they go across. They're like, oh, we had all of our, our needs met. What did you bring us out here to die? What are we doing? We should go back. Like they were more comfortable in their um, captivity, in their slavery than they were in chasing after God in the unknown. And sometimes I think that's what happens to us. We are so afraid of the unknown that we just don't follow after God and we don't um, embrace the good thing that he has for us. So what happens is they get into the desert and the Lord says, I long to dwell with you. He led them in a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. So he was always with them and leading them. He provided manna during the day. Um, you know, every morning he gave them food to eat. He gave them water to drink. Moses would, you know, um, uh, tap his staff on a rock and water would flow from it. They had their needs met, but maybe not their comfort level. And God was teaching them to find their comfort in him, find their comfort in the presence of the Lord rather than in things. And God did have a promised land for them to their where their comfort was going to be met at one point, but he wanted to get their spirits in alignment, in trusting him and hearing from him and learning how to do things God's way rather than their own. Now, while they were in the desert, God wanted them to um, make what was called a tabernacle and what that that's a fancy word for a tent. And there were different parts of the tent. Um, I'm not going to go into all of that right now, um, maybe at some point, but that will make this a very long podcast. But there were there were um, very specific parts of the tabernacle for very specific uses. Um, there were um, places where they would do a sacrifice. There were places where they would be cleansed. There were places where the priest could go in and be in the presence of the Lord. And um, God asked them to, like very specifically, he gave exact measurements. He gave an exact picture of what he wanted this tabernacle to look like. And he he gifted the people. He literally anointed the people for these giftings. And in Exodus um, chapters 35 and 36, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, all whose hearts were stirred and whose spirits were moved came and brought their sacred offerings to the Lord. They brought all their materials needed for the tabernacle for the performance of its rituals and for the sacred garments. So there were rituals that would take place within the tabernacle and they brought what they had. They brought their their material goods because in order to make a tabernacle, they needed to bring their materials. So they are bringing the materials 
Later on, it says that all the women who were skilled in sewing and spinning, they prepared blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine linen cloth. All the women who were willing to use their skills to spin the goat hair into yarn. The key word is willing. They were the ones who were willing to bring their gifts. That's who God used. Um, the leaders brought onyx stones and the special gemstones to be set in the ephod. And the ephod was a kind of like a shield that the priest would wear when they were going into the presence of God. Uh, they would go in and, and on the ephod had different stones that represented each tribe of Israel. So there were different tribes, like different clans, like different families, if you will. They actually, uh, they were literally 12 different families within the, um, within the nation of Israel. And each one had a different stone that represented. So God saw their individuality. And when the priest would go into the holy place, he, um, represented each of those tribes, which I think is fascinating. So they needed skilled craftsmen even to cut the stones or to make the ephod to make this um it, it's like a kind of like a vest if you will maybe kind of like a shield vest made out of gold and um the the gems so they would go in there was a uh, um incense that would burn there was anointing oil there were so many different things that people could bring that God wanted to use for the tabernacle. And it says um, that he would fill certain people with the Holy Spirit so that they could perform what he wanted them to do. So um, there was one man, I may like murder this name. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Bezalel. It says that the Lord filled Bezalel with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. So he, the, even the, the expertise in his craftsmanship came from the Lord for a specific purpose. Um, so, uh, they all came together. They brought their giftings in order to make the tabernacle. And the tabernacle was going to be the place in which the Lord dwelt. Now, let's look at the New Testament, because in the New Testament, like I said, we are living in the New Testament. We are the continuation of building the church. We are, um, when Jesus went to heaven, we are here building the church and adding people. We are the ones that have the giftings now. And I think a lot of times we think, oh, I don't have anything to bring. Oh, me, I, I'm not talented enough. I'm not gifted enough. Or we're looking at somebody else's gifting, somebody else's talent, and maybe it's out of jealousy. Maybe it's out of false pride or false humility or, or um, you know, we, we just think we don't measure up to somebody else because we're looking at other people rather than looking at God. And God has gifted each one of us. And sometimes we look at the measure of, you know, somebody else's, maybe it's their followings. Well, this person has 2000 followers and I only have 15. You know what? God wants you to minister to those 15. Or maybe 
it's you want to build a business and you're like, I don't have a million dollars to start a business, to start this corporate company, but he's given you, you know, a hundred dollars. And maybe that means that you're going to start something at home or do a side hustle, if you will. And you're going to start somewhere small. And the Lord wants to build that. God is into multiplying our talents. We start small. We plant that seed. Um, even like in nature, we plant that seed and look how small and tiny a seed is. There's nothing that you gain from a seed until it dies to itself. And it literally dies to the purpose that God has given it. The Bible even says that when the seed dies, that it is God who makes it sprout. It is God that causes the, the seed to form into a seedling and into a sprout. And then later on, it's like this big, huge oak tree, um, that the birds of the air can come and rest in that we can come and and find shade under, but it all starts from something small. And the Lord wants you to bring your gifting and to not look down on that gifting. God has given it to you and shame on us, shame on me for when I'm thinking, wow, here's my talent. Here's my little thing that I do, but I don't do it as well as so-and-so does, or I don't um, have as much money as so-and-so does, or I don't you know, have a podcast, you know, with a following that somebody else does. You know what? We all have to start somewhere and plant that seed. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, God talks about, uh, it's Paul, um, God's talking through Paul about the body of Christ. And it says um, that we all have the different giftings. Uh, in chapter, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says there are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in men. And if you skip down a little bit, it says this, and this is where I think that we start looking at other people, either judging them or we're judging ourselves. And it says in verse 14, now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not be, sorry, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. Just because it complains, that doesn't mean that it's not part of the body. It is part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? Um, and it says, as it is, there are many parts, but one body. Okay, so, and then it continues on. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weakest are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. So what he's saying is we need all parts of the body. It's unfair for us to um, to ourselves. It's unfair for us to ourselves to say my gifting is not as important as that gifting. Where would we be without a spleen? Where would we be without um, those hidden parts inside of us? Our pinky finger or our um, our lungs, our heart, 
our, you know, those different parts on the inside. We need it all. And sometimes what happens especially now, this day and age, because a lot of businesses are coming um, on the internet in the public eye, uh, whether it's podcasting, whether it's network marketing, uh, entrepreneurs are, you know, a lot of women are seeking at-home jobs so that they can stay home with their kids. Um, there are many network marketing jobs out there that people are starting to see. And it's easy to say, oh, why would I want to jump into this, you know, particular thing? Maybe it's fitness, maybe it's you know, um, makeup, maybe, you know, whatever, because in our eyes, we're like, there's so many people out there already that's selling the makeup or that's selling the oils. Why would I get into this? Because you are put in a specific part of the body. So, so, so think of it this way. We have different people and each person has eyes. Each person has a nose. Each person has ears. Each person has a heart, has lungs. And how many people are they? Or are there? Sorry. How many people are there? There are billions of people. But as far as Rebecca goes, I have one set of eyes and my entire body needs that set of eyes. My entire body needs my heart. My entire body needs my intestines. It needs my toes. It needs my hands. It needs everything part of me. You as a, as a member of the body of Christ, yes, you are one person, but you are affecting the people that are around you. You have a light that will shine to your family members. You have a light that will shine to your church, to your small group, to your friends, to your community, to the people that you go to work with, that the people that you go to the gym with, the people that you um, are riding the bus with, the people that you spend you know, game night with or go bowling with or go have fun. You are a light and you are unique to the people that you influence. You are an influencer and God wants you to shine and be the light for those people. And so many times we think, I want to be, and we start elevating ourselves and we say, no, I want to reach the masses. I want 2,000 followers. I want 100,000 followers. And it's pride. It's pride saying, you know, that we want to elevate ourselves. And God says, I need you faithful with the little. I need you to be that little seed that I've planted in this place. Can you be a faithful spouse? Can you be a faithful mother? Can you be a faithful coworker? Can you be faithful in the areas that God's called you to be and really use your giftings? The same way that an eye sees, maybe you've been gifted to teach. Maybe you've been gifted to sew. Maybe, you know, maybe you've been called to teach at a school or you are called to teach a Bible study or maybe you are called to sew or knit caps for the cancer ward for, you know, maybe children. I know that when I was going through cancer, I'm a cancer survivor, um, just getting a blanket from people that made something from me, it meant everything to me. Or when I had my babies and I knew that this um, sweet uh, club of elderly women that got together and they just did knit caps and booties, getting that and knowing that they 
made something with their hands for my baby. And I never saw their faces, but it blessed me because they used their gifts. They used it right where they were. And that brings glory to the Lord. Maybe I don't know whether they were Christians or not, but I know that I'm a Christian. And when I got that gifting or, you know, got those gifts, I gave praise to my father and said, God, thank you so much. This is amazing. This is such a beautiful gift. I want to encourage you walk in humility, bloom where you are planted, die to yourself and your own selfish ambitions and live to what God's called you to. I can promise you, I promise, promise, promise based on who God is. He is a multiplier. He's a multiplier. He can, when he created all of planet earth and he created the garden of Eden. He created these plants to multiply. He created mankind to multiply. He created the gifts of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit, like, um, uh, love, joy, peace, patience. He created those things to multiply. So those giftings that you have, don't just look at, oh, I need to multiply money. I need to multiply my possessions. I need to multiply my followers or else I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, um, successful. That's not truth. That's actually a lie. And that's, we're buying into that lie. If we think that it needs to look a certain way, we need to submit it, take the hands of Jesus and say, Jesus, let me follow you. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what you, what you have planned for me. Show me where you want me to be for this day, for this season, for this time, for such a time as this. I will follow you and do the thing that you've asked me to be. Now, for some of you, let's make this practical. What is this going to look like for you? For some of you, it means um, just going and getting your education, going and learning what it means to be, you know, the father or the mother or learning what it means to be, um, you know, maybe you want to, to chase after your dream as a profession and you need to get your education to be the, you know, a brain surgeon. Maybe you need to be educated to, to be whatever those things are. Maybe you are getting ready to start a network marketing business or you're going to start a podcast. You need to get your education and start really, really learning. That's what the disciples did. When Jesus said, come follow me, he said, come follow me because he needed to teach them. He needed to teach them a different way. And they left what they were doing. They followed him and they learned from him. They followed him for three years. And then later on, uh, he sent them out two by two. And then they came back and, you know, and the, and the Lord instructed them and taught them and maybe gave them some correction. And then eventually Jesus ascended and he's into heaven and he says, I'm going to give you a helper. And that helper is the Holy Spirit. And now we have the Holy Spirit that is leading us and teaching us and guiding us. But we still need the education with whatever it is that God's calling us to. We need the education. So do not just jump into something, you know, um, you know, blindly get the understanding. Like Proverbs says, with all you're getting, get understanding, get wisdom. Those are actually spirits of the Lord, the wisdom and understanding, the fear of the Lord, the knowledge, counsel. We want all of those things so that we uh, represent the Lord well. So get that education, get that knowledge. And then after that, 
like you, you pray through all of this, like, Lord, when, and some of us are waiting, waiting, we're getting the education and we're waiting for the Lord to say now. And this is what you do in the meantime, when you are waiting, you're gaining the education, you're gaining the education and you pray, pray, pray. I even recommend prayer and fasting. That's where we are denying our flesh so that we can uh, awaken our spirit to hear more of the Lord and, and, and follow his guidance. We want to, in that waiting period, we don't want to get ahead of the Lord. We want to walk right with the Lord. And that's when we can get counsel from other people, other Christians, other people that may um, uh, be able to speak into our lives, give us even more wisdom and understanding. And then when we know God has said, jump out then that's when we jump. That's when we get out of the boat, so to speak. That's when we say, okay, I'm going to take the leap of faith. It doesn't mean that you have all of the answers all at once. All I know is that God's asked me to do a podcast. In the meantime, I'm sprucing up some of the other areas that he's asked me to do and fine tune, and those things will come. But for today, I'm doing my podcast. I'm jumping out and and being obedient in the thing that God has asked me to do. So I'm asking you, what are the things that God has asked you to do? Maybe you're listening to this and the very first step that you need to take is to actually make the decision to follow Christ. Maybe you haven't given your life to Christ. Maybe you aren't a Christ follower. Maybe you know who he is and you have a respect for Jesus, but you have not asked Jesus to come in and live in your heart, to live in your life, to be the Lord of your life. And today is the day where you just need to lay it all down and say, God, not my will, not my way, but yours. I'm asking you to come in and live in my life. And for some of you, that is the number one most important step. It is the step, like that is step one. You cannot go to step two, three, and four until step one is done. That is the most important. There's some grace for those other ones for us to mess up on and, you know, get something, you know, get things switched around and maybe even fall on our faces on. But when it comes to step number one, and that's asking Jesus into our lives, um, that is an area where we cannot afford to um, skip out on. So if you have not asked Jesus into your heart, You need to ask him into your heart. Let him come in. Um, The next thing is uh, you need to get that plan. You need to sit and get that education, get that plan together, reach out to those people that you know have the knowledge and wisdom and say, you know what? It's time. I'm ready to jump out and do the thing that God has asked me to do. I'm ready to do this and find the other parts of the body of Christ that can come around you and help you and support you and love you in this. And for others of you, maybe it's time you've been doing this thing forever and ever and ever. Maybe you already have the podcast and you've been doing it for so long. And God is saying, okay, you've been doing this and you've been doing it well, but now it's time for the next thing. I'm ready to um, expand and, and expand your territories and give you um, something new, something uh, you know more exciting to conquer. So I just want to encourage you, get out of the boat, chase after the Lord, find out what it is that he wants you to do, what are your next steps, and follow him. Follow him. It'll be the best decision that you have ever, ever made. Okay, so, all right, I leave you with that. 
Again, I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to this number one, like very first <laughs> beginning in the, like the Genesis podcast. I am so thankful that you jumped in and listened. Thank you so much. You can share this with your friends. You can share this with your family. I would love if you shared it on your social media. If this has blessed you, may this be a blessing to other people as well. May God always get the glory. May he always be glorified through anything that I do. May he cover over any of my mistakes or anything that, that, um, that, you know, is just flawed by human error. May he just cover those things and may he just get all the glory for everything that I say and do. So thank you again for tuning in. And we, uh, I look forward to talking with you next time. Bye for now.